What's up, everybody? This is Zach. And Amy. Shad. And Judah. With Be A Light, we hope that you've been having a great week. Tonight, we're going to be talking about fearing not, trusting God, all the, all the same things. All fearing the good. Not. Fearing not. Not fearing. Fear not. Um, like, I think this is really important because the enemy will try to come in in any way, but fear is the greatest weapon because it's like literally Jesus says all the time, fear not, fear not, fear not. It's the biggest command in the Bible is fear not. It's said the most out of the Bible. So I think just kind of breaking it down, when you hear fear not, what is that like register in y'all's brains? I mean, for me... When I think of fear, I think of all the other things that are essentially fear that we've just renamed, mm-hmm. like worry, anxiety, all these things really just fruit of fear. Mm-hmm. And the Bible really talks about don't worry. You know, don't, Jesus, he makes it so plain where he's like, can you add a cubit to your height? Can you make yourself any taller by worrying? Mm-hmm. Can you do anything by worrying? He's like, don't reach this body. He's like, forget the past. Don't even worry about the future. Just be in now. <laughs> Live yeah. today. And most of the time, people are in fear because they're stuck in the past or they're in fear of the future. That's yeah. the main reason. <laughs> Either something that happened to them or they think is going to happen to them. Yeah. Chad, what about you? Um, I feel like fear is faith that things are going to go wrong. Mm. Uh, that's one way to look at it, at least. And I'm going to use an example of what fear can do to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother, and I didn't realize this till I got to a certain age, but I realized that she hadn't, like, stepped out and tried to do anything. So I'm going to add to that this woman who I love very dearly literally stood in the same place in her kitchen for so long over the period of years that the floor rotted where she was standing like they had to replace the floor there because she would stand in the same place and look out the window for like 20 years that's what she did that's what fear will do fear will keep you from moving and going forward and doing and now that I feel like I'm on the other side of fear now mm-hmm. and I'm done with it. doesn't mean I'm not making mistakes, <laughs> but to be over fear is to believe that if you mess up, then God's big enough to fix your mess up. Yeah. So like, what if you were a baby and you got up to walk and you fell and busted your face and you just said, Oh, well, I'm just never going to walk again. Yeah. And that baby just laid there forever and never learned how to walk. <laughs> but that's what we do in different areas of our life. This is what I've done in different areas of my life. Oh, yeah. I've failed at things and just never even tried them again. Yeah. But I'm going to be done with that. I thought you were going to like smack the mess out of the table. No, put <laughs> the brakes on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, what about you? Um... I know 
Like it, like everything that we do, it's either based in fear or love. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> I think like you were saying, like um, essentially like fear is, I guess, misplaced faith. Um, you know, it's like we're, we're trusting that something bad is going to happen. I think that's what you said. Um, but it's, I know it's something that in the past has been a huge struggle for me. And like, I'm definitely in a much better place, but, um, you know, it, it is something that the devil tries to bring all the time and that never is going to stop because, you know, if he can steal your peace or joy over something (coughs) once, you know, he's, it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep whittling away at this until I just completely, you know, decimate. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and, you know, they were like, they were talking about a situation and um, were sharing advice that someone else had given them and it was just like, you know, you know, don't be surprised if somebody who, you know, has shown, you know, repeated bad behavior, you know, you can't be surprised like if they you know are going to if they hurt you again which you know that's here nor there but like um you know it, it was coming from a place of like don't let what someone does steal your joy or peace yeah and um i told them that and they're like well yeah like it totally stole my peace and like (coughs) it's kind of like that really we can't allow that to happen Mm -hmm. and I know it's like well that's easier said than done but it's something that we have to practice it's like we've we've practiced fearing so we have to renew our minds and practice trusting the Lord. And it's just, it really is just a basic decision that we have to make. And it's, whether it's a big situation or a small situation, it's just something that we have to be consistent with. And, you know, when we do trust him, even if it's taking us into, um, a place that maybe challenges us. It's like we have to know that he's doing it for our growth and not um, for our detriment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like one of the things that, because I've, I've had to really work on not fearing, and it speaks in the Bible that the only reason why we fear is because we're afraid of punishment or judgment mm-hmm. from it. And if you're experiencing that, then you haven't experienced the true love of God. 
And I think it's where if we're renewing our mind, then we can experience that love of God where we're not constantly sitting in fear. And Bill Johnson once once said, and I thought this was very, very poignant, he's like, have you ever spent all night worrying about something where you're constantly thinking over how you know the million different ways it could go? He's like, okay, if you have, which all of us has, he's like, you know how to meditate. So mm-hmm. meditate on the good things. Mm-hmm. Meditate on the, you know, turn it into thankfulness for what God is doing in your life. Turn it into love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that is very practical because last night fear was trying to jump on me and Amy. And it was like my my way of dealing with that is... You know, there's a ton of different ways that I used mm-hmm. to deal with it. And lately I've been falling into just jumping on social media and trying to drown it out. Mm-hmm. But I think we both, we were kind of talking about this at lunch. It was like, my spirit was like, why don't you just read and listen to the word? And it was like, okay. So I started, and then I just felt so much better because I was having truth pumped into me instead of a lie that was just trying to mm-hmm. smother me. Or a distraction. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what happens with me is like I'll catch myself and I'm not sure if it's just me or the Lord, but I'll there be a moment where I'm like, man, have I not have have I not had something or like well I'll just have something in my ears going the for like hours. Yeah. And then like what it really is is me not wanting to address a thought or drowning it out so I don't have to think about it. So I'll catch myself and I'll like turn off whatever and then I'll just let the thought come and I'll address it. Um, and one of my friends, he has a school that he actually teaches called Mind Traffic and that's kind of what they teach is, you know, or he teaches is like addressing those thoughts. Scripture says to cast down every vain thought and imagination and he says you have to judge every thought that comes into your head. Um mm. And so and if you, you can't just let those thoughts swirl around in there. They have to be judged. Yeah. Um, he'll beat me up if I don't tell. It's, it's Tyler Frick, Mind Traffic. He didn't tell me to do that, but I'm sure he... <laughs> Never <read. laughs> he um, anyways, it's really good because one thing he said, he's like, uh, you judge all those loose thoughts and then you begin to go through what you think you know and rejudge it in the light of the word. Yeah, because there might be some stuff you think you know mm. that you go, oh, I was thinking about it. that's wrong, and judge it as wrong, and then renewing yeah. your mind is going one, getting everything in order, and then going through and judging, <laughs> rejudging the yeah. way you think in the light of the word, and going, no, okay, wow, I thought some weird stuff, <laughs> yeah. and judging it right there, and he's like, that's how you renew your mind, um, and so like I'll stop myself from whatever I'm listening to. And just address it no matter how crazy it is. And I'll address it usually with the word. Yeah. Um, that's how I pray. Like, mm-hmm. I was asking the Lord, and I was like, you know, because I, sometimes I believe the lie that says that I, I wish I could pray like this person or that person, but I realized that, like, there's so much of the word, <laughs> you don't really have to pray. And a lot of people, we pray out of worry. I was talking about that when yeah. we are talking about praying in tongues. We pray worry tongues, really. We don't pray faith-filled tongues even. But usually our prayers are only like precautionary. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you know, Lord, we're, we're praying and we have all the right words yeah. to sound like we're in faith. 
Um, but faith always has evidence. If you're in faith, the mountain moves. Yeah. <laughs> and if it doesn't, you weren't. Yeah. And we need to address that. A lot of people think, well, I prayed. That doesn't mean anything. The mountain has to move. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're not in faith. And that's not a bad thing. And like when I first heard that, I was like, man, that sounds harsh. But once you really address it, you can get the root of the problem. <laughs> yeah. Why? And then you go before the Lord and it's, okay, we'll use the example. He said this kind only comes out with prayer and fasting. He wasn't talking about the demon. He was talking about the unbelief because it was what they were failing to see. So then we know, okay, it was prayer and fasting. We can get that focus renewed where we, we grow in that faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, I don't want to go too far on this, but we've all been given a measure of faith. It's not that we get yeah. more faith because a little mustard seed. See, everyone thinks they need to like churn faith because he said there's a mount. He gave such an, a minute amount to show that faith is not the issue. What you fail to see is the issue. Your unbelief yeah. is actually the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's usually how I conquer my fear. Just like this morning, I was telling you guys that one verse. I literally just went over that verse line by line, almost word by word, you know, and it just sorted so many thoughts in my head. That's the word does. It renews our mind that way. Yeah, like I think about like anytime we're presented the option of fear or love, it's like two trees and love is going to be the harder tree to like go towards because we're fighting against you know our flesh and blood and I'm not I'm not meaning as like you know we don't fight against flesh and blood I'm saying like we've got to take control of our thought life and make the right decision because the fear even though it's a bad thing it's way more easy to focus on Mm -hmm. it's easy to entertain those thoughts love god's love is harder to focus on in my opinion like it's harder to think about that than all of these fears because you start thinking about that and it's like all of this so you actually have to practice thinking about god's love and how he thinks about you Mm -hmm. and you were talking about ephesians 3 3 through 6 earlier 1 3 through 6 1 3 through 6 there we go (laughs) but how god has seen us from the very beginning as Mm -hmm. as sinless like Mm -hmm. he's seen us as this perfect being and he's never seen us as anything else yep and if we start thinking about that and we start giving thanks god and we start focusing on all the good things this tree starts looking pretty ragged mm-hmm. and this tree is starting to look really fruitful. Yeah. And that's, that's our walk is like, we get choices. We have that free will to make those choices. Like the more situations I've had to go through where I've had to, it was just making that choice to trust the Lord through them. Like I'm now um, in a situation where if I didn't trust the Lord, I know that I would completely crumble and fall to pieces. Like it's just, it's like I either trust him or I allow all this fear to come on me and I'm completely not functional. And it's like, knowing that those are my options. Yeah. It's like 
and I'm not saying that it's like there aren't moments when it's been difficult or, you know, I have worried, but it's been, it's been much easier to put worry aside and just trust that God's going to take care of this situation. And, um, and it's like, it's been interesting because like, it's, there have been times when like, I've, was doing what I believe God was telling me to do. And, you know, it, throughout the progression of this situation, and it's really caused a lot of people to blame me for things that I didn't do. And it was like, in thinking that I was being cold when I was really just um, speaking the word and not allowing people to, you know, speak negative things or speak fear and like having to tell people to shut up or you know just obviously in a good way <laughs> but, um, bless their heart <laughs> but um, like and I recently I've, I've been seeing a lot and I know I know that it's God but I've been seeing a lot um, like don't care about whether or not people know your side of the story. Mm -hmm. um, and I really think it's like, you know, we're talking about trusting God and it's just like, I don't want it to be like we, you know, like it's rainbow and unicorns, you know, trusting him. Like it's trusting him despite what's going on. Um, but there is, when you do that, you receive his peace. And that's way better than me trying to figure it out on my own or me trying to carry the burden myself because I wasn't made to carry that. Yeah. So what are some, I want to say formula, but like more practical ways to combat fear like what are some things that you, all of us do to like when fear is trying to attack our thought processes like how do you go about it and that, of course this is all word based so I'm just curious to see like I was going to say dilute <laughs> <laughs> this is the way um, <laughs> I, the reason I'm asking because some people might not have the necessary understanding yet for that. So that's mm -hmm. why I want to bring that up. So what are some ways that y'all go about it? Um, <clears throat> I am someone that in the past struggled with fear a lot. And only in the past couple of years has it something, is it something that's kind of being pushed out of my life more and more every day. Um, I feel like the most iconic story dealing with fear is David and Goliath where David was not afraid of Goliath. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really cool story. Like, one, we know he hit him with the rock, which is Jesus, which is the word of God. So we know foundationally we use the word against the enemy. 
Um, I thought it was interesting that if you read the story, he starts running at Goliath. He didn't stand his ground. He didn't back up. He actually went towards the thing that was the problem. Mm. And I feel like that's what I've had to learn over these years is that, you know, there are all kinds of things that we want to do and need to do in our lives. But the only way we take ground is by going forward because the enemy is always standing in between you and what you want. But the truth is, the Lord will give you victory. Yeah. The only way you don't get victory is if you don't go forward. Mm. So the enemy stands there and acts like he's big and bad, but he's really not. Mm-hmm. So you want to say practical is you just put yourself in that situation and expect God to do something. There's a million different things we can be afraid of, mm-hmm. but the only way to get past it is to put yourself in that situation and wait on God to do something. <laughs> That's so... I was ruled by fear. And it's hit me a little bit here and there <clears throat> recently, but, like, I mean, I was ruled by... Like, I would overthink every situation. Every situation. And how I got over it was just what he said. I literally just faced it. <laughs> like, yep. You have to... It, you don't face it, and then it's like, whoo, it goes away. Okay. Uh, I always had a fear of failure, so I thought I was going to be trapped at KFC. It was my first job ever, and, you know, the thoughts come, well, you're going to be trapped at KFC, you only have a GED, you're never going to go anywhere, you're just going to be just like your family, all these thoughts, right? Well, he gives me an opportunity to go to this one place and apply, and I was like, man, I'm going to apply, but I I probably won't even get it. So I applied, and I got the highest paying position you can get there, even after I thought I was going to fail it. (laughs) And then, so I was like, okay, well, maybe I don't suck as much as I do. So then um, I faced the next thing, because at that job I had to study like a huge book for my licensing exam and health, life, and annuities. I had like a week to do it. Book this big, high school dropout. Didn't like doing that stuff, right? So, oh my gosh, I was telling my boss, I was like, yo, I got security positions because I'm like i probably not going to pass this. I'll take a job, you know, doing maintenance. I don't care. I just need a job. And he's like, you're going to be fine, man. So I go and take it. I pass it. And I'm like, oh, well, must not be as dumb as I thought. So <laughs> so you do it. So then, okay, now I got a little traction. I got a little bit of a record now. I'm like, I don't suck that much because my whole life thought I sucked, right? So then I get the next job and I was like, okay, well, I got this last one. I'm just going to go for this one. Still scared. My heart beating. Palms are sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All these things. So I'm like, oh my gosh. I get that job. Huh? Okay. Um, Pretty much just getting jobs or whatever, asking this girl out, just going and risking, taking those risks. But that's also coupled with um, the Lord began to teach me. Like I used to freak out when I got lost, right? And I would freak out bad. I forgot about that. Yeah, I would, I would like anxiety attack freak out. Um, and the Lord one day was just like, look, are you going to die? And I was like, Probably not. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, don't you think I can get you somewhere? I was like, probably. 
And I can't remember what it was like. There was one day I was driving out to his old church's little meeting thing out in Milton out here. My phone died. I was in my creeper van. I just didn't know where I was going. I was lost in this neighborhood. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to find this place. And I kept driving around. I saw this guy in a golf cart. He ended up telling me where to go. Um, but from that day forward, I was like, Lord, I am not going to worry about getting lost. And ever since then, now I'm lost. I get lost. And I'm like, well, would you look at that, Lord? I'm lost. I have no <laughs> idea where I'm at. I have no idea what's going on, but this is fun. Eventually, I'm going to find my way. And like now. It's an adventure. Now it's, yeah, now it's fun. See, and as you, like, it sounds scary and fear yeah. makes everything so big. But once you face it, you just, and I tell people, I'm like, I have no fears. And even if I might have this or that fear, I don't have those. Those are just things that I'm going to face and conquer. And that's in like, other, otherwise, I, like I was saying, I address my thoughts. I do that quite often. If I feel a little bit of angst here, and I'm, I notice I'm always having something in or I'm always watching something, there's always something going on. I don't have any quiet time. Mm-hmm. I shut everything off until my mind is clear. And I'll address whatever thought it is and I'll address it with the word. Yeah. I'll get whatever scriptures I, I know. And if I don't know any scriptures, like back in back in the day when this first started, I didn't know a lot of scripture. And so I would just get quiet, put on some worship music, begin to love on him with whatever the worship music would pretty much lead me in. Mm-hmm. And I would just continue to grow in the word. Um, and now, you know, fear gets on me and sometimes it hits me hard. Another thing, the last thing I'll say, I used to like panic attack when I lost something um, and the Lord told me one day he's like hey everything is somewhere and I know where everything is and I was like oh so I rarely like have I had one recently because I thought I was going to be late for work I, all the thoughts just hit me I didn't fight it um, even though in my mind I knew exactly where this thing was but I checked my entire room and it ended up being exactly where I thought it was it was stupid I should have just went to that immediate thought from the Lord and went to but whatever um but typically you know now i'm just like well just like with the getting lost i'm like i don't know where this is lord you're gonna have to find it mm-hmm. <laughs> and i just move on because scripture isaiah 26 3 says he keeps in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on him because they mm-hmm. trust in him if we're not in perfect peace our minds aren't on him so what he's saying is get your mind on me it'll build trust (laughs) and you'll stay in perfect peace Mm -hmm. so get your mind on him however however that is whether it's just through worship whether it's through anything to get your mind on him paul said think on good things whatever is good pure true right just think on those things Mm -hmm. so like you have to but yeah it's um some people might be offended by this but um you guys seen moana yeah. Like the wave that totally, the, the ocean for like just represents Holy Spirit, like guiding us through our life. But you've got to get out there on the ocean and go towards your destination mm-hmm. and believe that it's going to get you where it's supposed to get you. Yeah. And so many people on that island in the movie just were content and staying in that one little area and not even knowing what else was out there. This is where my family's always been. This is where we'll always be. We'll just mm-hmm. stay right here on this little island. Yeah. yeah. But some people are like, no, 
There's more out there. Yeah. They're voyagers. We were voyagers. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to go off of what you were talking about, like, I think it's really important for us to remember the things that God has brought us through. Mm-hmm. And um, I know like that's kind of what you were talking about, but it was just like, um, that's definitely something that's been like, I guess like a practical thing for me is like, you know, how do I get through this? It's like, well, I brought you through this, this, and this, and this. It's like, you know, I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you were talking about, like meditating on, um, you know, it's just what is good and right and true. And, <coughs> like, I know there's moments when it's like, I don't know, you you allow yourself to get into a place where you feel like you can't think about anything else. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, think about someone that you really care about, someone that loves you, um, you know, whether it's your friend, whether it's your spouse. I know, like, whenever... Um, if I would just be like completely overwhelmed by something, I remember like my last year of college, it was, we had just gotten married and it was like, I had just, you know, given my life to the Lord and I was like baby fresh with a lot of stuff and I would get really overwhelmed with stuff because one of my biggest fears was just finishing school mm-hmm. and feeling like I could actually accomplish this. Um, and then I did way more than I thought that I would. But, like, there were moments when it was just, like, you know, people trying to do stuff, things not working out, whatever it was. And it was just like, God, I'm totally freaking out right now. I don't know how to handle this. And, it'd be, you know, I, I would think about Zach. I would think about just you know, how we were going through this together and, or just what, just the simple things that God had done. And it's just like, if you can just think of one good thing, Mm -hmm. it will generate more good things. And it's like, just know what those things are that keep you anchored in his goodness, Yeah, whatever it is in your life. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Because um, I remember another big thing. Uh, the company you keep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can have, there's people who are my, my good friends, but they are 100% negative 100% of the time. And you can say the most positive thing, and they just are master craftsmen of negativity. And they're like, yeah. they're like man, I can twist that negatively. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I don't hang out with them that much. Yeah. And I tell them. <laughs> one but also see a lot of people are like oh too much negativity so they isolate themselves but a man who isolates himself seeks destruction mm-hmm. believes what proverbs says so but in bad company corrupts good morals so like watching the company that you keep who you hang around with yeah. 
You know, if I hung around with just these negative people, I've done that where I'm like, man, I want to be the positive influence and I just surround myself only. <laughs> like, it's not bad. Like, I don't not hang out with these friends. I go hang out with them, but I go to encourage them. Mm-hmm. And if it starts getting on me, I'm just like, hey, I'm going to go. Love you. Bye. Or in the conversation or whatever, because I'm not going to keep entertaining that. If they want to, you know, misery love com- loves company, you won't keep my company. Yeah. And I make sure to stay around friends who, even if they have a down moment, they have the mindset geared towards forward. Yeah. And never towards sedentary. Like with my sister, when she would come home and she'd be discouraged, something would be going on, she needed money, the Lord just needed to provide some way. I'd be like, Becca, this is always how I get her. I'm like, okay. You're worried he's not going to provide this time. Okay, what happened last time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the time before that, oh, in the time before, oh, in the time, in the time, in the time, in the time before, and yeah. I just go until she goes until because we get this Brian, so we get this face on first, we're like, and then we're like, we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we we get we we get our man, I was wrong face on, and I get her to that point, and I'm like, exactly, end. <laughs> and then I, I leave her with that, but that's you need friends around you who aren't going to be like, man, you. They're going to look at you and be like, remember that time and that time and that time and that time. And that? You know, I remember one time I was struggling. Wasn't even, I was like, I can't even hear the Lord. And he just laughed at me. And he said, you hear the Lord perfectly fine. You. Beyond that, you said, I'm not sure the Lord is real. Oh, yeah. I was saying, yeah. <laughs> and he just laughed at me, you know? Yeah. But the wounds of a friend are faithful. The kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Mm-hmm. So we need friends who are willing to laugh at us and be like, that's stupid and it's not even you. Yeah. <laughs> Your prayers suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy that game. <laughs> um, kind of my thing, and I'll I'll wrap this up pretty quick. Um, when I'm when fear is like really really attacking me, I, I do two things. If I'm not in this. This is something that Bill has talked a lot about, and it's I, it's really stuck with me. If I'm not seeing what God's doing in my life, I need to hear what he's saying. If I'm not hearing, then I need to remember. And once I start remembering, then I can start hearing again. And then once I start hearing, then I can start seeing what he's doing. So in coupling with that, reading the Psalms, mm-hmm. reading through all of these experiences, because... David is a very, like, he is us to a T. Like, we we can be the most dramatic people when mm-hmm. something is coming against us. Like, what was me? And that is David. Like, he does not hold back. Mm-hmm. And it's for the whole body to see. It's like, this is, like, it's okay to feel. Mm-hmm. But by the end of those Psalms, you see... Rejoice where he's at, like he's rejoicing in Mm -hmm. God, you know, and there's even times where he starts with, you know, God is good, you know, like it, like just going through the Psalms, like if you're really dealing with fear, David had a right to fear. If anybody had a right right to fear, it was David because it was either Saul or another king or his family trying to kill him. Like he had all of these things going on but he still chose to not live in fear, but to mm-hmm. live in the joy of the Lord. And that's like, if you're dealing with it, if you're dealing with it, start reading the Psalms and mm-hmm. then start remembering how many times, like you're talking about your sister, 
you kept reminding her mm-hmm. over and over, and then it just builds up to seeing God yeah. continue to come through because every time he does something for us, it's a blueprint mm-hmm. in our life. It's like it's not, you know, this thing that he'll never do again. It's a blueprint. These miracles are blueprints that he's wanting to spread out to everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of how I pr- approach the whole fear thing is, you know, I'm not the only one that's ever done it, mm-hmm. ever went through it. And don't hold on to fear or depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm. So many people are like, my anxiety, my depression. Yeah, they cl- yep. Yeah, they claim it. And I've told so many of my kids when I was teaching, it's not yours. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they didn't understand the word, it's like if you claim something, you're going to want to hold on yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. I've lost friendships ever telling people that yeah. they don't have to feel that way for the rest of their life. Yeah. yeah, and I just tell people because they're like, "Well, I have a mental disorder," and then I'm like, "Well, then be healed." Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, it's either either your thought patterns are wrong, or you if your brain does have something chemically wrong, yeah. let's get it healed. Yeah. Let's pray for healing and actually pursue that. But once again, if you need healing, he took it on himself, so it's not yours. If you're thinking wrong, it's not yours. Yeah. <laughs> either way, it's not yours. Yeah. People don't like to hear that, um, but that's what leaves us in the lurch. That's what leaves us down. Yeah. So get healed, or renew your mind. Yeah, but typically it's renew your mind because you don't really get nothing else. Yeah, because I think people don't want to take the responsibility that mm-hmm. they've got to do something. They want to blame it on chemical imbalances mm-hmm. or this, that, or the other. I think it's pride, and a lot of the people think they're doing and thinking everything correctly. Yep. So the problem can't be them in their mind. Yeah, that's yeah. 100% of our problems typically. Yeah. Well, like, like you can go and you can go to a doctor and be tested because I know I had that as well. And it was like I did have a chemical imbalance, but it's like your thought processes and everything have a huge effect on you mm-hmm. physically. Stress has an effect on you physically. Mm-hmm. Your emotions have, like, so of course, anxiety and depression are going to affect your chemical balance Mm -hmm. like that's just and to say that it's just solely based on your chemical balance it's like well what is causing that and it's not just all of a sudden your you know body started not producing serotonin like it's just well and all four of us have dealt with mental health at some point Mm -hmm. in our life so it's not something where we're just like because yeah. I know a lot of people was like, oh, well, if I could feel better, I would. And, you know, the whole, like, you know, people just telling me to feel better. Like, we've all dealt with it. We've all walked mm-hmm. through it, and we've all overcame. Does it try to come and attack us? Yes, it mm-hmm. does. But it goes back to renewing your mind. It's casting, not your identity. Yeah, casting down those vain thoughts. Yeah. yeah, and you can watch my testimony video if you don't believe. I'll tell you the nitty and the gritty, and it's fine. <laughs> well, even if you, like, this is the last thing I'll say. Even if you go to a health professional, they will tell you, you need to do stuff that will get you out of thinking or mm-hmm. feeling the way that you're feeling. They'll mm-hmm. tell you to exercise. They'll tell you to get involved in community. It's about your choices and mm-hmm. making healthier choices. So, and that's, you know, just from like a medical perspective. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, the word is telling you the exact same thing, but it's telling you something that's going to not just 
maybe distract you for a little bit. It's something that's going to renew your mind. Yeah. So, and one last thing: if you're not a believer, can't help you. In all honesty, we're gonna sound stupid. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But if you're a believer, and we believe, and it's okay if you're if we're, they are practicing we we're practicing atheist Christians. There's a lot of them who are atheist in certain areas. They don't believe, you know, they believe all this. He's all powerful, but they're not here. All powerful. I have areas where I'm growing and becoming, renewing my mind. So I'm not an atheist in that area. Is that a better word? Where I don't, because areas where I'm growing to believe that God is all powerful in that area. Um, So as believers, we need to take the word and not go, I see you word, and I raise my thoughts against you. We need to cast down every vain thought and imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. If we're not going to follow the Bible, this is not going to help you, and we're going to sound stupid. If you want to go with logical, scientific world, go with it. But don't get mad at us, because we want to go with the Word, renew our mind to the Word. We want to be believers of the Word. And it sounds harsh, but are we going to be believers or unbelievers? Are we gonna, If we raise our, our thoughts against the Word, then we're not believers, and it's okay be an unbeliever, but don't say you're a believer. Yeah. <laughs> and that sounds harsh, but like that line needs to be drawn, to be honest, mm-hmm. because we have so many people who have yeah buts to the word. Yeah. And yeah, your butt's going to stay exactly where it is because <laughs> you won't renew your mind to the washing of the water of the word. Yeah. If we don't believe the very words of God, then we don't believe in God. Yeah. How about we become believers? And if you don't, but you want to be, then begin and take that step of faith and face those fears and look a little stupid and be willing to record it and look stupid. Yeah. I don't care. You know, that's what I've had to address with myself. You know, am I going to be a believer or an unbeliever? Am I going to believe the word and look stupid to everyone? Cause I believe the words that are written in a book that could be, you know, just a man and all that stuff, whatever. Sure. That's, um, I know that going a little, maybe too far off track, but that needs to be addressed <laughs> because there's a lot of unbelieving believers out there. Who are not believers. And we need to believe the words of God. But you've experienced the truth because you did believe it. Mm -hmm. And like like you were saying, like, you know, if you want to just believe in logic and science, but it's like there are more and more studies coming out that like your like I mean God made science. It doesn't like it doesn't contradict one or the other. And it's like, why <clears throat> settle for something that's just going to medicate you, distract you, try to give you positive things, positive vibes, whatever to think about, when you can have something that completely changes your life and actually gives you hope for the future? Like, why would you settle for something else? Mm-hmm. Price out, Shan. God, I thank you for the good report. There might be giants in the land, but they're nothing compared to you. And we're not going to fear. And uh, God, we just thank you for leading us forward into all the territory you have for us. And uh, we have no reason to doubt, no reason to hesitate. And um, we just thank you for the victory. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Well, there you have it, everybody. Another awesome episode. Thank you all for a good episode. Like, this one was kind of off the cuff, but mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was something we needed to talk about. And you can have this episode early, one week early, if you go over to patreon.com slash be a light. You can either get the audio version, if you like that version better, or you can get the video version. It's all there. Toss us a few dollars, help support us, make Be A Light grow where we can do more and more things because we're wanting to really start growing in different areas and start doing different projects. So definitely do that. Also be checking out Judah's live streams that he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's doing an awesome job. They're every week, so check that out. Uh, And then Amy is doing a series through... December called the beauty of Jesus. They're Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays mm-hmm. at 8 a.m. Right. That's the goal. <laughs> That's the goal. Uh, so check those those out because he's not just a a baby in a crib. I quoted that in one of my videos. <laughs> <laughs> so check all those out. Support us, and we also have awesome merch. But we're not going to keep you any longer. Thank you all for listening. This has been Zach and Amy, Shad and Judah. And have a blessed week. Goodbye. Thank you.